I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Lord, as your people, we are also people of your word, and so as we come, Lord, now to this part of your word, we pray that we would be willing to apply it and to listen with thankfulness to it. Lord, may we be teachable as we consider the meaning and the obligations of this passage to us, and may this prepare us, Lord, to come to this fellowship at your table in faith, and we ask for the filling of your spirit to do so in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Well, we have seen that this exhortation, these first three verses, uh, exhort us to live in a manner pleasing to the Lord, worthy of the calling as his people. We're the people of God, we have a calling, and there is a worthy manner of walking with him as we interact with each other in this body, as members of the same body here. And part of that means that we relate in love and humility and in gentleness and patience. That's what we looked at in verse 2. So those are some of the actions that you see of people who are walking in this manner, walking in a worthy manner in, in the body of Christ. And acting in this way is, is part of a broader call then, as we start looking at verse 3, uh, a, a broader call to strive to keep the unity of the Spirit. I mean, as we're practicing those things we read in verse 2, that will be um, happening. But we also, there's a striving that has to take place here. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And indeed, that's true. It is a really good thing. It is a very pleasant thing when the brethren are dwelling in unity. Well, how does this happen? I just mentioned it takes effort. It's by grace. Certainly, it's all by grace, but uh, we have a job to do. It does take work. Now, the first action word here, the first verb is endeavor, uh, endeavoring. And I looked that up, and there are several meanings that I think help us to understand this. Endeavor means an intense labor. I mean, you can't picture of endeavor, you're just kind of doing something, you know, half-heartedly. It's intense labor, it's exertion of effort. It's a striving after something. And other versions use the word diligent. So be diligent to do this. And then... Uh, uh, NIV, I believe, says, be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. So the question we should ask ourselves, each of us, is how am I doing in my part, in this part of the body of Christ, in keeping it unified? Am I a unifier? In laboring for this unity of Spirit, which is in the Holy Spirit, am I involved in that? Or are we, am I, assuming it just happens? Well, I shared at the beginning of the year on uh, the word pursuit, that we have to be pursuing peace. Romans 14, 19 says, let us pursue the things which make for peace. So peaceful unity must be pursued. Again, it doesn't just happen. One of the labors that brings this kind of peace, uh, a major part of this pursuit, would seem, when you first think about it, to be rather passive. You know, you think of endeavor. Well, that's not passive. But, um, and what I'm thinking of here is prayer. Prayer for one another. And brothers and sisters, I believe a church filled with people who pray for one another will be tightly bound to one another. And they will grow in love for one another. People who pray for one another 
more readily accept, I believe, allowable differences in each other. They don't get bent out of shape if some others don't see everything the way I see it or, or most things the way I see it my way. They are humble and gentle, as we saw earlier, long-suffering, bearing with one, other, with one another in love. In fact, peacemakers, I believe, pray. If you want to define what a peacemaker does foundationally, well, they pray. And I believe it would be hard to make the case that a Christian is eager uh, or is endeavoring to maintain the unity of the Spirit if they are not praying for others in their church, especially for and with those with whom they are having some level of conflict or some distance is involved, some misunderstandings are involved. And another major part of being uh, eager, besides prayer, which is foundational, I mentioned, another major part of being eager to maintain this peace requires a commitment to speak to each other. Okay, that seems obvious. Duh, okay. We relate by speaking. Well, and listening, but you know, we, we confer. We, how, what we're thinking about uh, by speaking to each other. Now, it may appear sometimes that there is peace, uh, that you are a peaceful person by not saying anything, by not communicating. Well, sometimes for a period of time, that is the case. That is what is necessary. But you all know that it is not necessarily true that silence or prolonged silence is a striving after peace, is contributing to keeping unity. Peace comes from speaking the truth in love. Now, avoiding what, what is causing division among others, even if that division is not outwardly evident, it's, it's not what is spoken of here, I believe, uh, and will not please the Prince of Peace who died for us to make it possible for us to walk in unity. And I'm looking forward to the Relational Wisdom 360 conference in August because I believe it uh, enforces this, or it, it helps us to understand this more uh, clearly. So eventually the unwillingness to uh, communicate through misunderstandings and through hurt will cause some level, at least, of disunity and a lack of peace. And as fellow members of the body of Christ, this is grievous. This is a grievous thing. When members of his redeemed family are not eager to maintain the unity that he purchased and made possible by his sacrifice on the cross. And this verse also mentions the bond of peace. And we are bound by our calling as fellow members of the body of Christ to peace. We are called to that. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. And we are bound by our obedience to work at it, uh, to maintain it, and to do the hard things that are necessary sometimes for that peaceful unity. Matthew Henry said, a peaceable disposition, you know, disposition is kind of a, it's just, you know, the attitude you generally have. Well, I have a disposition toward peace. A peaceable disposition and conduct bind Christians together, whereas discord and quarreling disband and disunite their hearts and affections. Well, so for the past three weeks, we have seen that in this church, as members in this church, we vow to be at peace with one another. We made a bond, essentially, as followers of the Lord Jesus here in this church to love one another, to confess our sins to one another, to forgive one another, and to speak the truth in love to one another. And page four of that membership covenant has the Peacemaker's Pledge on it. So this biblical peace, of course, is only possible because of the Holy Spirit who unites us to the Lord and puts us in the same family and who enables us to care more for others than ourselves and so motivates us to take steps of action 
to go down that road with zeal, to maintain that which we have pledged, in fact, the bond that we have made. Ecclesiastes 4.12, this is a great picture of the strength of unity in the body of Christ. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It's a great picture. They're bound together so tightly that no matter how strong this person is, they, can, he, they will not be overpowered. They will be together in that battle. So the Lord broke the bonds that held us in sin and enabled us, enabled us to be uh, then bound to each other. So we, like Paul, became bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thus we must remember that we are also bound to each other. And maybe Paul was, in fact, this is a prison epistle, so maybe he was bound at that point by hand and foot. According to Romans 8, we have now the spirit of adoption into the same family. Not the spirit of bondage, it says, which causes fear and division. It's the, the bondage we had to sin. We can say no to sin. Now, there are two words I was thinking about here. Uh, one's an adjective, one's a noun. Divisive Christian. I think that should be an oxymoron. A divisive Christian should not be two words that are used together. A person who is continually divisive rather than growing in humility, if a Christian is a weak one and is not endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit because they are not walking in the power of the Spirit of peace, the Spirit of unity. Ephesians 2 states that the Lord Jesus himself is our peace. In Ephesus, there are two groups. In many of the early churches, two groups clearly Delineated. They were Jews and they were Gentiles. And they're in the same church, enjoined to unity and peace. And that verse says, He himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Praise God, he has done that. And I'd like to conclude, and I'd like you to think about these verses from Colossians 3. It's given to you. Therefore, as the elect of God... Holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, it says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Above all those things in that list, it says put on love. So love, our love for one another is the bond of perfection. So let's pray now that this kind of unity and this kind of love and this kind of bond will be maintained and eagerly sought in this body, especially as we come to the table of the Lord, which reminds us that we are united by his death and we are united by his resurrection. And so now we can put on love. May it be so. Let's pray. Oh Lord, what a blessing that we can be a part of one hope and one body in you. And we can know the joy of being together, part of a forever family. And Lord, we realize we all need to strive for this peace, to pursue that which we are bound by, and that we must do so by walking in the Spirit. And so as we partake of these elements which reminds us of your work to bring us together with you. Lord, we ask for your grace upon this body, 
that our unity and our peace, and we praise you for it, and we praise you that it is growing, may our unity and our peace point others to you, Lord Jesus, and glorify you. For we pray in the name of the Prince of Peace, our Lord Jesus Christ.